Okay, hey everybody, welcome back to the Eat Wild Podcast. I've, we're continuing on with our Adventure Hunt Podcast. And in this episode, we're reflecting back on our adventure of our, of our three sheep, two elk, river rafting, sheep hunting adventure. And we're joined by Christy Long. And Christy Long is our, is a good friend of mine, but she's also a, uh, a very experienced whitewater rafting guide. And I've, um, reached out to Christy a couple times now in preparation to expedition trips like this that involve rafts and asked her to come on board with doing a sort of a training day with my crew to help us understand uh, what what to expect on, on a paddling adventure like this. And so Christy came on board early on and, and did a, a training session uh, with, with Selena and Jenny and I uh, as we were getting prepped for this adventure. So Selena, Jenny... And I were wanting to have this conversation about what we learned on the river and some some of our experiences to share with you. And Christy's joined us to uh, say hello and, and and kind of participate in that conversation. She actually hasn't heard about what's happened on our trip yet, so we're just going to kind of wing it here and have a little bit of fun, fill in Christy on our adventure. And uh, we've got a pile of questions for her. So I hope you enjoy it. And we'll get started. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? Great. How are you guys? I'm really looking forward to hearing how it went. Oh yeah, well, we'll we're we'll, alive. <laughs> but I think and all the sh- we're alive, and so are all the sheep. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, oh, no. I guess. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But the text going out to most people was like, "Yeah, boats and bodies intact. Successful hunt." But maybe I should say that like boats, body, and all sheep are intact. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, Chris, yeah. you give, can, can you give us just a little bit of background on like you know? on your experience in the realm of, of paddling and, and kind of where, what, what, how paddling has been a part of your life? Um, yep. I started raft guiding, uh, around 19 years old. I'm a lot older now. <laughs> and I did it sort of, Gosh, uh, so for only like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked all over, um, the South coast here. And for a few years, and then I did expedition rafting in um, central and northern BC and uh, the Yukon. I worked on the Chilco, the Colton, the Turnagain, Pat and the Alsac. And then I did a, five summers in Norway and just doing day trip rafting there. And I used to kayak a lot too. So, just, yeah, I was pretty obsessed with skiing on the river. I loved it. But, uh, didn't come naturally. Just lots of lots of hours. Uh, I didn't know how to swim actually before I started, so I learned all at once. It's good. Wow, lots of swimming out there. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Christy, what what are you doing now? We know each other because we were park rangers together. Um, but what are you doing now? I finally had to get a real job because rafting only the, the seasonal work wasn't really paying the bills. But I'm a nurse now. And I work uh, in Vancouver, at Vancouver General Hospital. Awesome. Learning you, something else. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you're learning and doing something real important right now and, and taking care of all of us during this crazy time. So thank you for doing all that work. Thank you. Well, no I'll have some more uh, fish burritos for you coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. Yeah, Dylan's been amazing. He's like, made so much food for me and all my colleagues at the hospital during this time, which has been super appreciated. Yeah, I was sort of thinking it might be coming to an end, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And then, oh yeah, then, for look, sure. It's 
the perks have come to an end. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I'm going to wrap it up again because it sounds like you guys are going to get back to work here pretty hard with the way things are yeah, going. So. See. It's been pretty good, you know, in comparison to so many other places. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're sure. pretty we're so lucky fortunate. where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're so fortunate. Okay, that's that's fantastic. Um, all right, so and of course, and, and Selena and Jenny are here. Hey, Selena, how you doing? Hey, not bad. I'm I'm uh, sitting here feeling like I'm alive thanks to Christy's um, direction and help and uh, <laughs> and beautiful instructions that we had on the river those few days. So, are you saying that you are attributing your survival on this trip to the training and confidence <laughs> that was that was instilled in you by by Christy? Absolutely. Well, that and my and my heritage, of course, from all the Curios du Bois in Quebec. So a little bit of both. <laughs> you summoned your Curios du Bois. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Jenny, how are you feeling after the trip? Sad. I'm sad it's over. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how and have you decided? Have you have you already put some thought to your next adventure? Well, I went to the range with a new hunter yesterday. He told me that he is a paddler and has access to a pack raft. Well, <laughs> so there you- I'm pretty excited about that. And chances are, us floating down the river after working uh, locally and seeing boxes pretty high. Yes. <laughs> Both Lee and I were like texting when we heard that. We're like, we're kind of jealous. Texting <laughs> whoever this character is. Who's this guy? <laughs> no, he's rad. I'm pretty stoked. It'll be good. All right. And on. he doesn't know anything about hunting. So everything I say, like he hangs on every word I say. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good feeling. <laughs> and then I can start bullshitting him too. And I just watch him. I'm like, whoa, I learned a lot from Jeff, Hors- Jeff Horsfield. <laughs> my, my bullshit is strong. The bullshit is strong with this one. All right, so here we go. We're right back, tonight. right back, back to the Feet Wild <laughs> podcast formula. Where I'm trying to corral my two hunting partners to get to a point. We got half an hour with Christy, so let's make it let's make it worthwhile. Um, so I there was a moment there as we flew in. Uh, so as we loaded up the float plane. You, you kind of have this opportunity to kind of ask the pilot a couple things. And like, you can't ask him for too much. You can't be like, can you fly us over all the sheep mountains and, and kind of go over all the places we're planning on hunting so we could figure out access and spot sheep? They're not going to do that. But you can ask them, like, hey, can you fly up the river corridor so that we can kind of psych out any potential hazards? And there's a, a big waterfall that we're kind of worried about. And we're trying to worry about a little bit of debris in the river along this stretch. Like you kind of got one shot of things to ask them, so that because they're like they're they're gonna fly in a straight line, so they can you can give them a bit of information, and they'll be okay. I'll, I'll fly in this line, and that could give you as much information for your trip. So, so I did ask the pilot. I was like, okay, can you show us as much of the river as you can that you're comfortable doing uh, without going too far out of your way? And hey, and so so he so he so he was on board with that. Um, so I guess reflecting back on this first off, like this, the experience for you, Selena, being in a float plane, uh, flying the length of the river, which I think we can kind of assume is about 150 kilometers. Tell us about that experience for you. How I think there were three things. Um, there was a really long flat stretch and I, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, we've been in the plane for a while already and we're going to be in the plane a while yet. 
and we still haven't seen any mountains. Um, how long is it going to take to walk out of here if we have to? <laughs> so that was one thought. <laughs> another one was we actually had a view of another, uh, of, of the waterfall, of what we thought was the waterfall. And Jenny and I were looking and suddenly I, I couldn't breathe anymore because it looked like a, a wall, just a straight flat wall with about a kilometer on one side of wall and a kilometer on the other side of wall and this ribbon of water coming down the middle. And, and the drop was probably like a good 30 stories, what, what looked like 30 stories. Least, <laughs> that one that was the Hanging Valley? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And, and I'm like, that's going to be a very long portage <laughs> to get around that. And then thank goodness, Dylan's like, that's not our river. Oh, oh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so that that was also a good thought. <laughs> then the third one was the pilot was coming really close to some of the ridges and the plane's belly was what felt like was rubbing up against the bottom of, of some of these mountains. I'm like, hmm, there's going to be a lot of descent to do. I hope I'm really good at, at this paddling thing after, you know, practicing with this boat for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> so those were my my three main uh thoughts <laughs> the flight in so chrissy are we like would you like where would you rank us in our decision making <laughs> to go on like a fairly like 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 cause we're we're gonna call this a class two three river and we and we maybe we'll check in with you about that whether it's a class two or three river uh but as as someone who spent a lot of time on the water like how like how crazy or, or like 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 i felt like we got, we like collectively, you know, we all got on the river half a dozen times before we went down the river. We, we engage with you as a train, trainer. I've got some experience. Uh, do you think we were pushing the boundaries of, of a reasonable decision to do this trip? Well, it's, it's hard to say not knowing more about the river because I know you've been on hunting trips before on rivers yeah and part of i've been on the bottom half of this river as well right but it's very different the, the craft changed things like before you were in a raft and now you're in a um pack rafts that can be a bit different did you find that to be a factor oh 100 percent. yeah like the like those bigger raft the 14 foot rowing rafts like you well it's totally different because the 14 foot rafts you have to go through everything because they're, they're more difficult to line there's no way you can uh there's no way that you can uh you know pack them around stuff which we were able to yeah. do fairly easily with hey sorry Dale, just for clarity we our forgers were 14 feet as well uh i think are they that long okay um, 12 feet and 14 pounds maybe i just want to make sure that people know the difference of the yeah yeah they're, they're a much smaller boat though like practically speaking the the mm -hmm. the 14 foot raft like rowing raft has got a rowing frame on it it's got 10 foot oars out the side it's very stable i mean you can kind of pound through anything and really you wouldn't really feel like anything that we anything we had trouble with, as long as you could fit the raft through it, we could have got through it in a big raft. Whereas those pack rafts are, I think the main concern with the pack rafts is if you, you can probably get through just about anything going bow into it. But I definitely felt insecure at, if you if the boat got sideways to the waves or the current. I felt really vulnerable at times where the boat could flip mm -hmm. or 
you know, I just something something bad would proceed, you know, or, mm-hmm. or would come after. Sorry. Um, so definitely different boats uh, and different, yeah, different comfort level for sure. Like it's always nice before you go on a multi-day trip or you're barely committed on a river to have a few, uh, like, like do a swift water rescue course where you learn how to swim in the current. Like I wish we had more time that, that night because like, like when I went to go meet you guys, like all that stuff was in my head. Like it'd be worthwhile swimming in the current and um, learning how to deal with um, wrapping a boat on a rock and all that business. And all that's, those are great skills that you learn in a swift water rescue course. You just kind of, we needed, we only did one night there. It would have been good to have more time, but um, yeah, those skills are pretty, the rescue skills and the self rescue skills are um, those swift water rescue courses. If you're going to do way more pack rafting, I would highly recommend them because they'll, they'll come in so much, so handy and you're just tooling up your team so much to deal with whatever comes your way and help problem solve. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That would definitely, well, we'll get back to that. We'll talk about a little bit where we could have maybe used some of those skills uh, <laughs> later in the story. But it's hard to know what, like, I know you have a little bit of river experience and you girls all had a little bit of river experience and hard, it's hard to know not knowing the river, but all BC rivers present challenges with the wood and the uh, remoteness of them, kind of get. Yeah, our river was well decorated with pieces of wood. <laughs> yeah, that's the trouble around here. <laughs> they they can sort of elevate the the hazard immensely, even with a pretty mellow river. That's one of the things I learned. You know, we we talked about level of risk and. and you know that there's one thing that's like the that the actual wave on the river or the boulder or even the debris it it you kind of look at the difficulty it is to get your boat through uh like get your boat over the waterfall or through the boulder field but then there's like the consequence if you go in the river and and so that was something you taught me Christy about like you know you you know class 2 river with lots of wood in it can be really hazardous. So like if there's lots of the wood can pin your boat and you get stuck under underneath the boat, underneath the wood, and that's how you drown and bad things happen. Um, similarly, it can be like big water, like a big drop, uh, and you drop off and you fall in the water, but then you're just in this giant slow moving pool on the other side of the drop. Well, you can just swim out of it and it's actually not that big of a deal. Um, Unless your friend comes and lands on you, I guess. Janice. You have experience with that? <laughs> I will. Okay. I can draw we'll come back to the disasters. Because... <laughs> <laughs> we have to help me. Let's bring it back to you. Like I asked you the same question. So after, what do you think as a team? Was it? A, uh, were you pushing it a bit? Oh, I thought if we died, people would have been like, oh, those guys had no business doing that. <laughs> so. But what did you think? Like, sometimes what we think other people will, other people's perspectives. Oh, I thought, I constantly thought I was in a cartoon. You know, they are like floating down the river in the cartoon and then they, like the waterfall's coming. 
That was the nice state of mind the whole time. Because <laughs> you don't know what's around the next corner. So it was great. It was super intense. It was got my adrenaline going for sure. How about and you, Selena? All the while, you're trying to look for sheep. And like, <laughs> <laughs> figure out what's going on and take care of your friends and not get burnt, not get freezing. So, yeah, it was a lot. My, my biggest focus the whole time was, or challenge, I guess, like, like this was this was very very hard for me. I worried about it at night. How am I going to paddle down this river and eat often enough to keep myself going? <laughs> am I going to drop my food in the water? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Whose cheese can I steal while rafting down the river? Are they going to notice me raft up to their boat, <laughs> take their food out of their boat? <laughs> that was my primary concern the whole time. No. <laughs> so, so, but that you said something interesting. So, you kind of you said you lost sleep over the 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 concern with the river. I didn't know that. Oh no, no, no! The the food, the food part. In the river. <laughs> <laughs> not, sure. not the fear of like tumbling down the river. No, just not having enough food. Which I I think you have to deal with that at all times. Your your food thing is quite quite remarkable. Your need for food. Um, well, there was a. Um, um, I was, I was, uh, I was not losing sleep over it. I was feeling quite good and, and, uh, and quite competent a few days in. And I was like, wow, this is great. And, and I think at the beginning it was less, less technical and fewer hazards at the beginning. I don't know why. I don't know what was about the river that made it different. Maybe it was more steep. And so it wasn't meandering as much and it didn't have undercuts. Like a few days later, we had, we had stone walls that were undercut. And the, the the bend in the river was throwing us right at this undercut wall on the side. I was like, whew, my boat's going under that. Had had that been at the beginning, I would have lost sleep over it. But three days in is when these obstacles started presenting themselves. Wow. And I'm like, oh, I got this. Like I feel like I'm remembering everything Christy said. I'm, I'm picturing her paddling. Like, I can do this. Three days in, I'm like, bring it. <laughs> so, so, That's awesome. So definitely the cool, like one of the so I I, I led a fair bit of the river, uh, and which was which is really interesting. So this is something I learned is that the person leading the river does a bit more work than the people behind because I found like because you know of course we didn't know. I mean I had I had I had you know done a fairly whatever the best i could do uh, as far as uh doing a, an overview look at the map that high definition mapping and and, uh, and and i mapped out all the places that i saw what looked like significant features that we would have to manage or at least look at before we ran them mm -hmm. so i had them all as waypoints uh where i saw white water on on the um on the google earth imagery and for the most part, that actually was great things. I, cause every time I kind of came up to something, I could, I could pull off, I could see it was on, on my phone ahead of time and I could pull off and look at it. Um, but then of course, you know, you, you just don't get them all, uh, on, on the Google Earth imagery. And so as you're, and even then, you still don't know where the right line is. The, generally the things I'm trying to avoid, I guess, are boulders, uh, wood and, and then any kind of a drop. Uh, and then you also don't want to get, as Selena was saying, like, um, there's a lot of, you know, big curves in the river that, that push you up against the bank. 
and with these sort of ultralight rafts that you just don't want to bang your raft up against the rock wall and, and, and shred it. So those are sort of the three things you're trying to pick a line that avoids all those things as you're coming into it. Now, being the first person down the river, you end up like kind of seeing the right way to go, but you're already committed to one of the lines on the river. So you kind of have to, at the last second, you're trying to paddle across the river to get to a different line. And, and then, and then you can shoot through that line and generally get around the hazards. So if you're the person behind me, you, you're 100 feet back or 50 meters back, you can see all that struggle that Dylan's fighting his way over to the side. And they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to run her over there easily, like, you know, just lightly paddle over to that line. And I'm on the, I'm on the bottom end of this rapid and I'm just like catching my breath and like, and you guys just like sneak through these beautiful lines with like just dipping your paddle in, steering your way through it, shoot out past me. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Get back to the next one. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of the things we learned from you, Chrissy, is like picking the, the quicker water too. Like there's, tell us about like, like there, the, you, you told us about like following the water or picking the line in the water. Hi, Claire. <laughs> yeah, just it's helpful to stay within the main current and having your boat kind of in one current and not half, half in an eddy, half in another. In uh, every time water passes over a rock or comes around a corner or there's there's some wood it, it tries to fill in the space behind it so it creates these eddies and so it's very helpful just to have your boat in the main current so and letting the using the river to help you um conserve energy basically but then it uh gets a bit trickier when you're having I'm not sure the volume of the river but it seemed like it was a bit uh lower medium volume river and if you've got tight corners with not a lot of space it's hard to maneuver stay in the slower water around those corners and avoiding the undercuts did you guys get to like uh, after you're on the river for a while did you sort of feel like you got to know the nature of the river and could anticipate what it might do easier than like easier as time went on because sometimes i find each River has a little bit of a nature to it or a similar nature, and it makes it easier to make decisions or anticipate to... what's coming up later on. Did you guys experience that, or did it just get more challenging? Yeah, <laughs> there was definitely a lot of variety, the, the oh, whole cool. length of it. Uh, more steep, straighter, more bending, more giant boulders. Uh, wow. There was a section where the ground itself had... Um, I, I don't know what they're called. There's probably a name for this. So, so if you, you look straight down the river and then cutting across almost at a 90 degree angle, so like a flat wall, a bit, a bit bent, there was a drop all the way across the river. So it was like a perfect line across the river and then plop. And then. Like a weir. A weir? Is that what? It, yeah, like a weir. Like a weir. Like, but no one built the it. A natural weir. Weir. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to a section where it's all the, the sedimentary rock that's now at the surface and it's created these drops in the different layers in the rock. Oh, I'm wow. like, ah, oh, geologically, this is fascinating, and I'm about to die. So we were <laughs> very focused <laughs> on getting through and 
one of those we had to, I think the drop Dylan, um, and Jenny, was it like a meter drop at one of them? And I'm like, ooh, okay. And Dylan, you went over it because you approached it and, and because it was a straight line across the whole thing, it was like, oh, this is just straight river. And then ka-plap! And then you came over the edge of it and you're like, get out, <laughs> get out of the water. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that was you know, when you, Chris, you're talking about like anticipating what the, like the river, getting to know the river. Like I totally felt like the first couple of days, like we really started to get to know what the river was doing. There was distinct sections, as Selena's saying, like there was a kind of a, there wasn't a lot of water in the river for the first day. There was just, it was just a little stream. It wasn't, you know, there's eight feet wide in places. So we were just finding enough water to get down the river was a big thing. And then, Day two was like the river got really um oh hey Claire uh, windy and uh and uh, Claire might just go she just went off there I had it on mute well she's gonna lay down that's great um uh so uh it was super windy and slow but it was like it was almost like the river was dammed or something that the water slowed right down it was full of debris it was just a little bit complex trying to like, it w there was no threat to anything cause, like. The water was hardly moving, but you're just trying to pick the right route so you don't have to pack your boat around stuff. Um, At one point, it was like we were in a lake. All the trees were drowned, and we're like, yeah, oh. That was cool. The, yeah, that was a really neat stretch. It's so much variety in this river. Yeah, totally. But once the river kind of tipped back downhill again, um, you know, there was that was probably the most challenging stretch that we had. We had about 35 kilometers of a little bit more unpredictable you know, stuff going on. There was like big boulders, uh, big boulder fields. And then, and then as Jenny, as Selena was talking about, like there's like these like series of drops every few kilometers, which were like this, this ecological feature, which is basically like a, a, a band of, of a shelf rock going right across the river. There'd be like a band of three or four of them in a row. So it's a series of drops. And, you know, reading the river, when there's boulders, it's kind of, you see the water boiling on top of the boulders. So you're like, okay, that's bad or avoid that. Or if you see a good rapid where the water's shooting down a, a bit of a, a chute, you see the, the big waves, the big standing waves, you know, showing you where the water is going and then where, you know, you can kind of manage that. But those big rock shelves, like they're just a clean line right across the river. So the water just like bails off, off them and then you don't see the water going down and splashing back up because there's a there's a three or four or five foot drop. So it actually looks like like so as you're coming around, you don't you you're looking down river looking for those splashes or those features that are concerning, and there's nothing there. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm there, and you're like, okay, how do I do this again? I sort of remember watching videos of people trying to launch off these things and throwing their weight forward so that the boat kind of carries some momentum. So that's been my first question. When you come to a drop, what's the technique for riding it out? Don't panic is the first step. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's an interesting. And it had like, we call those like straight across drops, like kind of a dam type feature, a weir, you know? Yeah. They can be quite dangerous at times because if there's not, if it's not broken up somewhere where there's water, think of it's uh, steps from, bank to bank and there's not like a a broken tongue yeah. somewhere like if you it's like a big flat eddy that will um sort of just keep you there i don't know if you experienced that <laughs> oh yeah 
<laughs> sure did. But, uh, because there's there's along that seam on the weir, there's no water. It's not broken up, and you can end up right at the shoreline. It's it's hard to escape out of that. That's why that's why those little dams and stuff are so dangerous, you know. And often often they'll end up um, just breaking up a small section, so there is a bit of a tongue where water's able to go downstream. But um, Dylan, you had a a couple really great. Um, instincts there with attacking that type of feature so yeah you want to pick up your speed and um they call it a boof actually where you boof. reach forward at the near the lip and you your paddles you're going to reach forward to take a strong paddle stroke and then sort of heave your hips and boat forward and then bring your weight back forward again and keep paddling. And uh, you're just trying to get the nose up over that immediate, uh, it would have been white oh, right at the seam there. You're trying to get over that backwash, the nose of the backwash, and then have some momentum to keep going. And if you can move your body weight forward and keep paddling, then sometimes you can... Uh, just cruise over those with no problem, but uh, it's definitely a bit of a technique there. Sounds like it instinctually came to you. <laughs> so, so having your friend perpendicular in the hole, and uh, then the, your other friend coming and hitting your bow like really fast. Sometimes like that, that can work really doesn't? well. You're, <laughs> really? you're the person in the hole, and your friend pitons you out. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's see, a nice, see, Jenny, nice I told you. I was, <laughs> I you was pitoning you. You're trying to save me, not kill me. I was pitoning you. Remember, I kept saying pitoning, and you're like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened. So while Dylan did his great technique and launched over it, I might have been a bit more cautious. I was like, "What is that? Oh, I don't like that. Ooh, can I stay around that? Ooh, oh, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm not moving anywhere." It's like, "Hey, paddle." I was like, still pointing down the river, but. I was in this back eddy and it was a bit scary. And uh, I don't know what would have happened if Selena didn't come in and, and uh, bump right into me, which really shouldn't have a choice because the river's moving us all down at one speed. And then uh, her and I went for a swim. <laughs> Very exciting. How was the swim? Oh, it was refreshing. <laughs> um, Did it uh, spit you out right away? Uh, I Yeah, it wasn't. Like, I was wondering if it was going to washing machine me, but it didn't, which was quite nice. Um, so, yeah, I got spit out, spit out right away for sure. Yeah, I was I was in the washing machine for a little bit. And when I came back out, uh, I was close to my boat, but I had lost my paddle, unfortunately. And the boat was upside down. And there was a, it was quite deep. There was a great big rock in the middle, like a boulder in the middle. So I, I held on to the boat, head for the, head, headed for the boulder, and then, and then got my boat around the boulder. And then went out and got out on the side. And I also lost my paddle. Recover. Two paddles went down the river. Two two paddles and two hats. And Dylan rescued. What did you rescue, Dylan? I uh, <laughs> I managed to get one of the paddles. I couldn't. I I'm looking. He was a bit too focused on the hat. I think. Well, this was a terrible <laughs> thing. It was so ridiculous. It's like I I I went over this this feature and then. 
it was a pretty long run after that. I couldn't like I couldn't get to shore to like stop and be like like get the get to shore, don't do this. Um and so by the time I could get across and get to safe water and get out or to eddy out, um I'm looking back up and I could see Jenny and she's just I guess what I could see is her sitting below the waterfall stuck. And I was like, okay, she's stuck on a rock. Okay, I guess she's okay. And then and then I saw Selena go in, and I'm like, okay, Selena's in. I didn't realize that uh, that uh, that Jenny had gone in as well, just what I could see. So I was sort of looking for one paddle coming down the wash. So I, I did manage to find that paddle. And then there was this black thing a little bit further ahead that I had to chase, like, about two kilometers down the river, which turned out to be, like, Selena's little, like, uh, little sun brim hat it's just like anyway it was quite a commitment for me to go all the way down and get it and then i had to walk three or four kilometers back up river to drop the paddle off and selena's little um sun visor that's what it is black sun visor that was recovered unfortunately i didn't see jenny's paddle while doing all that so um that was a bit of a i didn't realize that jenny had lost her paddle no i didn't i wasn't thinking there was two paddles in the water i thought jenny was just was stuck on the on the on the bank or something um so that was that was pretty scary, but yeah, walked all the way back. Saw more wildlife on the walk from my boat up to the up to the 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 two boats that were beached up top river. Of course, I was I was walking with a paddle and no gun or bear spray. I saw I I, I pushed a bear off and 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 I had heard an elk bugle and I saw another elk bugle. It was the most exciting hunt of the trip. <laughs> Yeah, feeling pretty vulnerable. I had to paddle though. I would have maybe. Did I know you heard an elk bugle there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why is that elk still alive? Because uh, we were having quite a day. Um, <laughs> I didn't know I wasn't going to shift focus into. Um, so what had, what had happened up to that point, Christy? It, it was it you know, we had a couple of really good days of like feeling confident and figuring a few things out, and then we. We'd been sheep hunting for a bunch of days too, so we, you know, we were kind of down. We came off the sheep mountain, and we were gonna, we were gonna move down river to maybe another spot where we could hunt elk or maybe go sheep hunting again. And we had a big rain event, and then the next day it got super hot, so the river totally changed. It came up about a foot, and there was just way more water in the river, and more challenging was the water color. It went really milky, and so. All of a sudden, everything's moving faster, but you couldn't see. It was very difficult to read the river. Like you couldn't tell the difference between a boulder or just the, or just, a, or if it was just a, 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 you know, a wave or was it a boulder? You couldn't see where you could eddy out. You certainly couldn't see the bottom to know where you could just stop and jump out of the raft and, you know, get get out of the hazard. Um, so it made for the paddling became much more stressful, like much harder because you just couldn't know what was going on, uh, and. And I think we, like, in retrospect, I think I would have just been like, okay, this is way more challenging than I'd like. Let's just pull over and wait out the river. But I think we had a bit of confidence from the days before that we built up that we were maybe, like, kind of okay with it. And and right then, like, the, for sure, one of the things that happens on this stuff is, like, you constantly have to be watching the river to where you're going particularly if you're the lead and 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 so i'm constantly reading the river the best place to go and of course you can't help but look up at these beautiful mountains like as as 
Jenny's saying, and like, look at the sheep hill or look at that elk hill. And I got caught looking up at a piece of elk country and I underestimated this run that I was on and it had a bit of a turn and I couldn't quite make the turn and it threw me into a, 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 a log that was sticking out off the bank and it hit me. So I got bounced off my raft. I went in the water. My raft went down river, but it was a terrible spot to go in because it was the top of a pretty good run of boulders. So I, I found myself bouncing down the river and I kind of, I was thinking raft first, get my raft. So I got a hold of my raft. So I'm swimming with my raft down river. And I'm thinking of you, Christy, because you said, you know, don't put your feet out front of you. Like, don't, don't, don't try and touch the ground. Just swim until like you can get to shore. Don't, don't try and stop your momentum while you're in the current with your legs. Otherwise you might get them stuck or just snap them off. Um, so I just sort of swam with my raft and I was, I actually saw my, my, my paddle was like 10 feet in front of me and I'm trying to like catch up to my paddle because it's a very important thing that I need. So I'm chasing after my paddle and then I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm in the water. I am like kind of getting banged up here. Like I got to stop chasing my paddle and just get to shore. Um, and Selena had the peace of mind to like, she's like, do you need help? I'm like, no, just get my paddle. And she's, she, like, she had the peace of mind to just go get my paddle and save my paddle. And then, um, I got out and, and by then Jenny got hanging out with me and that was kind of exciting and kind of very much changed my confidence level at that point. Yeah. Thanks for that, Christy. You saved me from getting some broken legs. Yeah. You never want to stand up in the river. It's okay to have your feet out front, but just up, out up at, near the top of the water and you can have your feet out front to like push off rocks and stuff. You just never want to, Try and, like you said, stop your momentum by standing up in the river. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it gets super hard to read water when it's dirty. It takes takes some time to learn how to read it. That's challenging. Did you find that the, um, the sediment and the river level came down after 24 hours? Yeah. Is that yeah. typical? It <clears throat> like it takes a day? It, it, um, depends what kind of drainage you're in. Like, um, it sounds like your drainage didn't have too many lakes above it. So it would react to the rain really quickly. And then it, if, when that rain or precipitation stops, then it would, um, the water level would probably go down quickly. And then sometimes if you have like a, a river like the Chequemus, Dylan, you know that the yeah. Chequemus lake there. Um, it can rain for several days and then it will, there'll be a bit of a delay before the river comes up, but then that river will be up for a longer period of time. Oh, yeah. Or it dep right. depends on the basin that's, or, and how many rivers or basins are feeding into the uh, watershed, but, um, depends. Always depends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad. And then wood is just terrifying. Wood, that, that part was terrifying. That was a screw up. I just, just didn't have the right line. I thought I could fight my way back to the right line and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't yeah. do it. And I had to like, just kind of brace for the impact. And, uh, so that was the same day. So that, so I went in, we got back on the river and, and in my mind, I was like, let's just get down through this bit of shit and then we'll find a spot to like wait things out. And that's when both Selena and Jenny went in not that long after that. And then we just kind of went around the next corner. We're like, okay, we're done. Let's just like, let's sit this out for a bit. And, 
but even then, like even by the time we kind of wrapped up, like I, I kind of felt like I kind of regained a bit of confidence again. Like I just smartened up a bit. But that was that was that was an exciting day. Um, Did you after that experience, like some, some a couple times we talked about on the river there, um, just like setting yourself up really early so you can anticipate, like give yourself margin for error after you experienced that did you give yourself more margin or did did that did you think about that at all or i that i think that was in the forefront of my mind the whole time like i i think i was always overcompensating for uh safety and in this case just i missed it i just kind of yeah, missed sure. hit the line yeah. and it was a tricky it was a tricky turn i mean it wasn't it was a tricky piece of water you look back up at it like like and you just like there's so much water like we have to cover 150 kilometers that you can't you should we should i should have probably stopped and scouted it and figured it out but you, yeah. it yeah, just like, gets like hard said, like we had that confidence from the days before and we're, we're like oh yeah we we got this it's fine and we have all this length of river to cover so yeah let's just do it let's go for it and then <laughs> bonk bonk yeah <laughs> i love the teamwork you guys are talking about though like uh <laughs> awesome uh self-rescue techniques going on and then good um, equipment rescue going on with the teammates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I had a question. Like it's very consequent. It's very high consequence. If you lose your paddle on a trip like this, um, like I've got tethers on my oars for my raft. Like if you bump bounce an oar out, does anybody use a tether off like their bow for their paddle? Like I know it could be consequential in different ways, but is there, is there, is there a theory about this? Um, I'm not sure if there is like a bit of a culture of doing that in, uh, with pack rafting, but with whitewater kayaking, no. Um, we, you typically, typically get used to just hanging on to it because you know, it's your lifeline. <laughs> and on expedition, expedition whitewater kayaking trips, usually somebody in the boat would have a breakdown paddle. So you have yeah. a spare. Um, but, uh, I would. I see, I can see on a pack raft trip that might, that might work good. There is like a, a bit of a proud culture to be able to just hang on to that paddle no matter what. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd love it's to do part of it. Like part of these adventures and like the swims and feeling over your head, it's kind of part of being on the river and it like turns in, you know, sometimes like I, I still thought it was like, pretty fun working with whatever group of people I was paddling with to figure out the moves of the run down the river. And then every once in a while, you know, I'd swim and friends would help me and you crawl along the shore. You just feel like a kid again. It's like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was, it was good. After, after all three of us went in, Dylan was uh, reflecting. He's, like you know as, as long as you approach it as this is a part of a rafting adventure like sometimes you're in the boat sometimes you're out of the boat <laughs> and and we were a lot more at peace with it i was at least by then for sure and there's a saying in whitewater kayaking you're always in between swims Ooh, nice <laughs> <laughs> i was really all about trying to manage the risk to zero on all aspects of this trip because there is so much risk with Everything from driving up there to flying in a in a small bush plane to you know just having the right equipment to survive this anything that the weather or storms could throw at us, and then of course the big factor for us was just 
navigating a river that, you know, there's not a lot of information on this river uh, and other folks having done anything like this to, to really figure it out. Um, other than I have one, one contact that's done it in a fairly inadequate vessel and sounded like he had a fairly near-death experience, but I was hoping that by by using the appropriate equipment that we could minimize our risk a little bit more. Um, but. For sure, and you want to minimize, because things can just spiral uh, out of control if you don't try and minimize risk, and you also want to keep those boats in one piece because you got to get out of there. Yes, yes, which they were fantastic. Like, really? the boats themselves, I mean, like, uh, like everything that we put those boats through, like I, I was like, as far as what they can handle, like they can handle way bigger water than I would ever be comfortable running. They, they seem to bounce off rocks and drag, drag over, you know, logs and debris. Like they, they seem impenetrable. Like I, I, the more we rolled those boats, the more confident I was in that they, they are durable for these types of adventures. Um, still, would reduce the risk to zero as best I can, but as far as like bouncing off stuff, but by and large, I think that those refs are, could take way more of abuse than we even, I don't think we even really, I think they can do way more than we put on them for sure on this trip. So there was yeah. one stretch of the river where it was very shaly and the, the ground was just, just razors of stone on, on the, on the banks. And there were a lot of turns and, and that and, and you can just picture in your mind's eye, like it's like the edge of a knife that the boat is sliding across in these inflatable rafts. It's like, oh, I'm going to stay away from that. And I think at one point, Jenny, you and I were, were hanging back a bit, and, and one of the two of us took a corner, and, and, and the back of the boat just whack, like slapped across the side of one of these very sharp edges. And I thought, well, that's the end of that boat. <laughs> Not even a scratch. Like we looked closely at it after, it was like, oh, that didn't even happen. It's amazing. Well, I gave my boat a name, and she's a very, very worthy vessel, and she's the sheep ship. But I felt that one point that I was like, oh, well, I was petting her, and I mean, you got to make friends with the stuff that's keeping you alive back there, and it's just something I do. And gosh, she's such a worthy vessel, and I felt like she was looking back at me and being like, yeah, I could do so much more with you if you had better skills. <laughs> I felt a bit judged. <laughs> Sounds like you have a long life ahead of you with her. Oh, we're tight. We're she's so great. We have so many adventures planned. Yeah, great. Selena, she were you happy? A, she might be in a dirty pile on my deck right now, but <laughs> I'll deal with that. She's forgiving. <laughs> she's forgiving. Yeah. Selena, were you happy to have had a a practice swim on our adventure yeah. uh, night? Yeah. <laughs> It was amazing. I, what I what I enjoyed too was remembering to fully close the dry suit every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. I think it was minute eight um, on on our on our river, <laughs> and then I went over a boulder and into the hole on the other side. Turned sideways, panicked slightly, I think, <laughs> and then filled my dry suit with water. It was it was very exciting. <laughs> but, but I was really appreciative, actually, because when when we went in, when Jenny and I went in, I I, I wish I had launched the paddle. But before I went over, I had the thought and the memory of when my chest got tight and I went into the water the first time back when we were together, and I couldn't breathe. And so I saw the water coming, and I took the deepest breath I could, 
went in, spun around a few times, and was completely calm. I was like, oh, I've done this before. It's going to be fine. If I was out there and that had been the first time, I think it would have been a different experience. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, do you have any uh, recommendations, instruction on how to get off a nice big round boulder that you can feel <laughs> on you. your bum? <laughs> like we, we came into a lot of areas where it was shallow-ish and then suddenly we're on this boulder and and we're just sitting on it and, and we were really using our stomach muscles trying to shimmy off these things thinking, gosh, I really wish I asked Christy about how to get off that boulder. <laughs> so you, you ended up just broaching a boulder and then sitting yeah. on top of it and then you couldn't get off. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was like well, like, and like in some cases, like this, you're in the middle of a pretty quick run of river. The current's kind of ripping, and all of a sudden, you, and and then you just you're, you're cruising along, and all of a sudden, your whole boat just gets stuck on this one boulder. The water's ripping around you, and like I'm not sure if I should like pivot off of it or what I should do. Um, and you don't to try want to and, put your well, foot out to push you out because the surrounding no. water's super deep and fast. So no. you you know, I think there'd be maybe a progression of uh, attempts to get off of it. And the first thing I might try is just putting the, the blade of the paddle in to grab the quick water beside me and use my, you know, butt and core to try and shimmy forward off the rock. And then sometimes, like you said, Dylan, you could turn the boat um, sideways as long as, as long as you weren't going to catch, like you never want to catch the upstream tube. And have the water fill yeah. the upstream too, because then they, we call that a wrap when the boat wraps around, like saran wrap around a rock. That yeah. that can be quite difficult. And then you won't, never want to get wrapped underneath the boat between the between the rock and the <laughs> boat. That's not That's, ideal. Okay. Um, but yeah, sometimes the pivot or it's not pretty. Sometimes it's whatever it takes. Okay, so this is good to know. There's no big secret. <laughs> That's good. We're trying to at least risk you move and then progress. If you yeah. have a friend to bump you off, that's helpful sometimes. Yeah. What did you guys discover? I felt I felt the most confident when the boats I felt the safest when the boat was pointing downstream into the next wave. So I really didn't like being broadside. A couple times I tried pivoting off and kind of letting the boat free up or spinning right around and then kind of going pulling off the rock with with my stern going downstream and that'll work, but I didn't like the pivoting part. I didn't like having my, having my, the boat broadside to the current was uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think my most comfort was, is almost to shift my weight to the bow of the boat and kind of like shift the whole thing and try to paddle at the bow of the boat for a second and then scamper back to the stern. And that, that got me off a few rocks. Yeah, that sounds but. like a good technique. Cause you guys have so much room in those boats. If you can get your body weight on the other side of the places, yeah providing friction and i think that's good instinct too if you're trying to avoid uh broadsiding the boat and getting the upstream tube caught by the main current that's not ideal but you know it's okay if you have to go catch the the nose and spin off of it and go backwards like the boats work incredibly good backwards as they do forwards and uh it's okay to be backwards for a minute and then turn it around again. But yeah, good instincts. 
they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a positive. Christy's just so positive. You know, just like, <laughs> what would Christy do? Oh, what would Christy say? All right, we should wrap things up here. I know Christy's trying to get to her dinner, and we just uh, we're so excited to talk to you about and reflecting on our adventure. So let, let's wrap up the last like couple days. So that was our real tough day. We kind of walked you through, and then uh, the river water did come down, which was great. And uh, and then we had sort of the river change too. We kind of had we had one really the river came down, which is a good thing because we did have a tricky day where we had a series of those um, drops every every couple of kilometers. There was another series of drops, so we were but we were super cautious. We just ended up walking the boats around a lot of those drops, and and I don't know, Jenny, you can reflect on this a couple times. Like you look back at these like there's and it, these cool like rapids and drops. You're like shit that'd be so fun like that looks like so much fun and what did you say jenny a couple times oh i wanted to send those rapids so bad but not 130 kilometers from any help <laughs> a couple times i caught you going through and you popped out the other side with a big smile you're like i just wanted to get my money's worth <laughs> <laughs> well yeah can you try and try to hit, i mean they're pretty they're so fun and once you're in them and you know they're safe, you try to stay in them because it's such a blast. So. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you guys. I, was, I have two questions for you. Are you hooked? Like, yes. <laughs> and then did you feel a little bit frustrated that the, did the, um, like the river trip take away from your hunting time? Uh, I I love the combo of it, to be honest with you. It was a bit like, you know, you go to the gym one day and you do your arms, and you go to the gym the next day and you do your legs. So it was sort of like that. You'd go and maybe hiked up some pretty solid mountains, and uh, there was a lot of bushwhacking, and progress on foot can be really disheartening and slow and a lot of work. It gets you to great places, but then you get back on that river and you're like, oh, this is such an efficient, awesome way to travel. So I love the combo of it. It is an exceptional way to travel, especially in northern BC. Well, and when you're in a good stretch of river and it's fairly straight and you're not having to line your boat around, which we didn't too much do too much of, it's so efficient. Mm -hmm. And then you could literally lie back and you can look at these incredible northern Rocky Mountains and you can look for sheep and you can look for elk. So yeah, it was amazing. There, cool. there was no like, like the the rafting experience. I, a couple times, I was like, "Oh, this is like, I mean, this is comparable to the turn again or any northern Rocky Mountain drift, and then some." I'm sure, like it, it. There's a one spot like where there's like there's like hot springs like cascading down into the river. You could like like stand you could stand on the sandbar and 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 have a hot a hot shower. You know, just like spectacular, yeah. like. And there's like 360 degrees of, of beautiful mountains everywhere. Like, I'm sure that like you could, people would pay anything to do this trip. And, and it, it, it was, and I, and I recognize that as we were on this trip. And, and, and I was, I, I love learning stuff. And like, I just felt like I was learning so much. And it was really fun watching like Selena and Jenny like build their skills and confidence as paddlers as we worked our way down and kind of shed a little bit of our insecurity together. And, Felt like we we just had so much more fun as we went down the river uh, and got more confident. I I I, I, I remember looking back and like I did a lot of looking back and watching them, you know, Selena and Jen come through through the rapids, and I was like, you know, 
Slater really figured out the technique. Like, was super efficient. It was, like, I would say an elegant paddler. Whereas Jen made up for her, was really a strong paddler with maybe less technique. <laughs> no one would ever accuse me of being graceful. <laughs> I did, I did you were not graceful. But... No one. It would never happen. It's fine. <laughs> you owned that river. <laughs> beat it into the ground, Jenny, with your paddlers. You in the sheep ship. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, look out. Oh, Christy, we have to tell you. So, I don't even remember what day this is, but we're floating down the river, and it's this pretty mellow spot, and this beautiful cow moose swam out in front of us, <laughs> and crossed the river, and stood there, and looked at us, and like, what is that? <laughs> so, there's, we, we surprised a couple different animals along the river, and they just, it was really cool, because... No, and humans too had no idea what we're like all of a sudden we, we float down the river and be like hey how's it going <laughs> i enjoyed that part too yeah, so yeah, fantastic the, the moose just stood there and watched and was like this is strange <laughs> these yeah. are the weirdest moose i've ever seen like what is this <laughs> oh and she was so beautiful and she got out of the river and checked us out and then she shook like a dog and checked us out some more and then just wandered off into the woods it was such a treat so yeah, amazing. Another curiosity. Horses. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the small herd of horses was super curious and, and they needed to, to follow us for a length of the river. That was wild. They were galloping along the side of the river and it was, it, it looked like a commercial for bottled water or something. They were just. Oh, see, like, you saw Budweiser. I saw Budweiser. You saw Budweiser. Yeah, water. there you go. No, Jenny, you're right. You're right. Mine's better. Yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit scared when they started like cause we were pretty close to them and they were thundering down the side of the, the river and then they went through that ditch that was covered in water and I was like oh are they going to come this way so <laughs> thundering is definitely humans. the right we were floating down the river too and there's a guy at an outfitter camp and Dylan like he's like hey how's it going so the guy like freaked out He's like, who are you guys? <laughs> who the hell thought we were alone? <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> Lucky guy to dead sheep, though. Beautiful one. Yeah. That was fun. But de- definitely hooked on it. You know, dead sheep. Definitely hooked on the on the con- of, of, of doing this type of trip. And, you know, I, we went into it knowing that there was going to be a lot of travel days and unknowns. And, like, like. I knew that it would be difficult to kill a sheep on this trip because there just wasn't enough time to dedicate to being in the mountains chasing sheep as well as the unknown of what would be anywhere from four or five or six days of river time. Um, so like we knew that and, and, but you know, like how often it, it, it's, it was such an expedition. Like it's, it's so cool. And the planning that went into it was so fun. And these conversations before and after are so much fun. And like if we wanted to kill a ram, I got lots of places I could walk up a hill. Dedicate ten days uh, to kill or fly to kill around, and like, but that's not what this trip's about. This trip's about hanging out with two of my favorite people in the world and going on a on an adventure that, like, yeah, I mean, it's a that's a once in a lifetime adventure. If we went back and did it again, I think we could be a lot more comfortable on the river. Probably have more time hunting, know exactly where we'd sheep hunt, um, you know, all those factors. But I'm more excited about planning the next trip somewhere else and doing some more discovery. You know, sounds so incredible. Yeah. Well, Christy, you you're definitely there with us. What would Christy do? Came out of our mouths multiple times. Well, Christy, we should, we're, do some more, we should do some more river training. 
Yes, ladies, yes, ladies. Yeah, we're both rich right now. I, I, we've got like three foragers and another one of those inflatables. So let's go goof around. We can go on a trip. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Great. The weather is good. Fun. Yeah, Stay. cool. I'm uh, kind of locked down a day trips, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, hey, so Christy, thank you so much for for hanging out with us. I, I think we'll cut it. We'll cut it. We'll 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 shut her down now. Um, thanks for hanging out. I, I've got a, an Eat Wild hat in the mail for you because I know how much you. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, anyway, thanks so much for all the support, getting us on the river and uh, giving us some, some really important tools. Probably the most important tool is the communication tools. Like we just knew how to communicate better on the river from having spent time with you. Uh, we had just some basic strategies that really helped us uh, build our knowledge and confidence on the river. So thanks so much for that. And um, and I just want to thank you for all the good work that you're doing and helping people out here and helping just get us all through this this pandemic and in, in your professional work. So thank you so much. Well, thanks thanks for including me too. I'm so pumped for you guys, and I can't wait to hang out with you guys again. And it was so great to hear about your trip. This is such it's so nice to be with all of you to hear about it. And you guys are all doing just as much work, staying safe and healthy, make my job easy. So we all appreciate that too. Awesome. Well, yeah. Just well, we were self-isolating for 14 days up there. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Sounds magical. Yeah. Man, it was magical. Just being away from it all for 14 days, yeah. you know? Yeah. Away from COVID and away from Trump for 14 days. Uh-huh. Was like, yeah. It's great. So good for the soul. Yeah, totally. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I, yeah, I, yeah. All right. We'll sign it off here. Thanks so much, uh, Selena and Jenny and Christy. And uh, I look forward to our Dan the River shortly here. Let's do it. Yeah, sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.